Father, we thank you. We bless your name this afternoon. We are grateful to be standing at your feet. We thank you because you have been faithful to us. Thank you this day, O oh God. We reflect over the many years that you have given to us. We reflect over 2015 in particular, God. And we say thank you because you are faithful. Lord, it always reminds us of how committed you are to our lives, Lord. To look back and see the many things that you have done for us in the past year. Lord, we launched this year with a powerful promise from your throne. That it shall be a year of a difference in our lives. A year that is going to mark a turning point to many lives in this church. Father, I pray this hour as we continue that, Lord, in a powerful way, you shall speak to each one of us in your own divine manner, O God. Thank you for this, this afternoon service. We give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We may have a seat, please. Praise the Lord. We thank God for the year 2016. That is fast moving, as our brother mentioned. And uh, we do realize that uh, unless we begin also to focus ourselves as a church on what God has laid on our hearts, we will uh, quickly realize that we are reaching mid of the year without having uh, accomplished much. And therefore, I am so grateful to God for the way He purposed this day to be. Last night after the prayer, I was just about, when the pastor was ministering, I turned to my left, looked at my wife, and I was wondering what is happening. But I kept quiet because I realized that uh, God has got something for us in this particular day that is reminding us. Much of the prayers that we were having yesterday centered on the issue of evangelism. Praise the Lord. Uh, little did I know that that's what the pastor was going to, uh, to lead us in prayer or the Spirit of God was leading us. In that direction. But this morning, I would like us also just to revisit the same subject because that's what God had laid on my heart evangelism, my call. So I've, I've, uh, I've titled it that way evangelism, my call. Can we all say that? Evangelism, my call. Praise the Lord. It is important for us to recognize what God is. Uh, speaking to us as in, in individuals and as a church so that as we go ahead we are in line with this purpose for this particular season praise the Lord Matthew 28 verse 19 and 20 Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, 
teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. Minister to us as we sit at your feet. Open your word to each one of us. Let it have the effect you have intended it to have in our lives. In Jesus' name, I pray it. Now, many cultures, and I'm happy that uh, most of the cultures that are represented in this place are affected by this. When somebody is about to leave, either by way of death or moving to a distant land, and uh, the gap between the time you are meeting and when you will meet next is quite pronounced. Everybody, please, can we switch off those phones? Praise the Lord. Usually what happens is that people are very, very, very keen. They are very keen to listen to the last words. If I say that now I'm living a man and stood in this place, everybody will want to know what I have to say. Praise the Lord. Every Indian, every Nigerian, every Kenyan, every Zimbabwean, if now a, a call came from home and say, somebody said, your father wants to see you urgently. This evening people will have, how flights will be booked, I don't know, but they will be on the flight. True or false? They want to know what their father has to say. Why? There's a feeling maybe these are the last words my father is going to speak to me. And so, I want us to go back to this 20th chapter, 28th chapter of Matthew, and begin to see that Jesus Christ has gathered his disciples and is in those final hours before he goes back to the Father. And therefore, these words that he's about to share with them are of great importance to the church. And he has said, Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end. It's the final time that Jesus Christ is giving a kind of the final instructions to his disciples. And so they must have been keen to know what is it that we need to, to be doing after our Lord has left. And therefore, it is from this verse that I thought, I, I felt we are going to share about our theme this year, that of evangelism. The aspects in this verse that we need to look at. The first three words, go ye therefore. Go ye Therefore, it does imply 
Christ is asking people to be on the move. To be out of where they are. To begin, some form of motion must take place. And therefore this year has got to be a year in which movement is going to take place. In your spiritual life, in your physical life. Praise the Lord. And I thank God because there have been many declarations in this pulpit, urging people and declaring to us that it's a year in which God wants to do something in our lives. And so it is important for us to realize that. The second thing is about teaching all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. When we talk about baptism, it's incorporation. It has a sense of incorporating people in the body of Christ. Praise the Lord. So our aim this year is to bring souls, as we were praying for last night, souls into the body of Christ. And teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. That means we have got to make them understand why they are joining this body. We have got to make people understand why. They are becoming part of this family. And a very interesting last part of the, the scripture is, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. It's like Christ is telling us, I will always be there, giving you the support that you need. Praise the Lord. I am not sending you to this journey for you to walk alone. As you go about this business, I will always be standing by your side until the close of the age to ensure that the purpose for which you have set out is accomplished. To ensure that the purpose that we have targe- the targets that you have set in our lives are met. I will be with you always. Praise the Lord. So I want to thank God so much because it is in this in this, in this aspect that we are going to look at this uh, aspect of evangelism in the body of Christ, I'm not going to teach you what to do, but I'm just going to share with you a few things about evangelism based on the word of God, and that which God will purpose to impact in your heart, I pray that you may take it and use it. Praise the Lord. Now, I've been to very many showrooms in this, in this country, of course, it is here that I had the opportunity to sit and to be invited the cup of coffee. I realized, I realized there are very many benefits to work in those showrooms. The first thing, there's somebody there who recognizes you. The moment you just get into the, the door, there's somebody there who says, how are you? Welcome. To me, that's a very great honor. Because there are some places, if it were back in my country, people just look at you. <laughs> what has he come to do? <laughs> so until you say, oh, I wanted to, and then, okay, and this one is serious. But here, at least somebody tells you, welcome, can we help you? Have a seat. What are you going to take? And I made the mistake of working with my young son there, before even they finish, he says, juice. 
Praise the Lord. So he has learned the benefits. I want to talk about these brethren who work in the sales departments. Now, brethren, if you are in the sales department, this is how we see you. It's neither right nor wrong. It's just a perception. So just accept what I have to say, especially me. What I have to say about your profession, and don't complain. I've not said it is the truth. Praise the Lord. One thing I have learned about these people is the moment they start taking you around explaining how the music system works or how the car works, sometimes they give you the impression they were there at the design point. They were there at the manufacturing point. And they know everything about the vehicle. And that's a very powerful thing to me because it gives me confidence about what they are selling to me. Another thing that encourages me most is at the end of the day, as they see they are luring you, you know they are also very, very smart. They, they check your body language. The more you become interested and your neck becomes long, They are spurred on and they continue and they tell you, in addition to this, we have got a warranty of five years. A hundred thousand kilometers. I used to think those are very many kilometers. <laughs> and all the things they are telling you make you feel, actually, you are getting the best bargain in town. So, the first time I listened and then I walk to the next one also. Then I realized they talk more or less the same language. <laughs> so I was wondering which one is the best. They kind of confused me. But at the end of the day, you will find one of them will tell you something that will keep ringing in your mind as you go. Praise the Lord. They are selling a product which they understand so well. They are selling something which they are so confident about. In the world of evangelism, we cannot afford to do much less. We have got to understand what we are presenting to the world. It is the good news, the word of God. Therefore, it requires us also to go deep into this world, to understand what the word is all about. To appreciate what the word can do for whoever is going to receive. You cannot just tell people come to Jesus and leave them hanging there without them knowing what else is there in this Jesus. Because the next day there is a storm that is going to sweep. They wonder it is because of Jesus that this storm has become stronger than it used to be. But if they know how much they can withstand when they have that word in them. It will give them even more courage to continue holding on to it. It's because they under, you, you have given them enough information about the message of the cross. Praise the Lord. That is why people have been saying, study the word of God. Study the word of God. 
Let this word re- dwell in you richly. May the word of God dwell in you richly. Because when you begin to speak about that word, whoever is listening knows that actually this, this man is the, the word himself. The word is in him. He's not talking about what he has heard other people say. He's talking about what he has experienced in his life. The disciples said, we are speaking to you what we have touched, what we have felt, what we have seen with our own eyes. Peter, at the beautiful gate, this man was expecting silver and gold. But Peter said, this one I am not conversant with it. I don't understand money so much matters. I used to fish. Take a few for my family and sell a few years. But every day I would go back to fish because money did not mean so much to me. But something took me out of that fishing and brought me to where I am. That thing I have understood it. I have experienced it. That is what I am going to share with you. So when he was telling the people, stand up. He knew what the word could do to this man. He was confident that what he was sharing with this man was effective enough to lift him onto his feet. He knew the word. Praise the Lord. So he would share what he had. I will share with you such as I have. Praise the Lord. In John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. When men saw Jesus come, they saw the son of Joseph. That's the bit they understood about him. But John the Baptist saw the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And he proclaimed it, he had pronounced it loudly, because he was certain of what this man could do to the sin of the world. Praise the Lord. What message are we taking to the unbelievers? What are we sharing with them? What convinces you that whatever you are telling them will change their lives? If it is yourself, you are presenting yourself to them, the way you are so organized, the way you speak so nicely, it will not have effect in their lives. Praise the Lord. But if you are presenting to them the lamp of God, who takes away their sins, their lives will never be the same again. Because He will definitely cleanse them and transform their lives. Good speech is for politicians. Psychologists, I think psychologists or psychiatrists, they have got this long, long seat 
When you get to their office, they tell you, sleep there first. Empty your mind. How? How will I empty my mind? It is so troubled that that's why I've come here. Praise the Lord. Some of them switch on very soothing music. And actually some people say, hmm, my mind is being clear. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And they tell you many things. You tell them your problems, you tell them your problems, you tell them your problems. And because that's the weight that was in your heart, you feel now it is it's a bit better. How are you feeling now? A bit better. Okay. You will come next week again to give me some more money. Good. They don't want to finish your problem. But we have got the secret in the man Jesus Christ. We offer him to men. And their lives are transformed. We offer him to men. Their lives are renewed completely. Their minds are cleansed. That's why I say, be ye renewed in your mind. Because he knows he can do it. Praise the Lord. So when John was confident, he said, behold the Lamb of God. He knew what Jesus Christ was able to do in the lives of people. This morning I'm saying, let us acquaint ourselves with our God. To the level that we can speak to men with the full knowledge that what we are telling and the promise we are giving to men is real. It will take effect in their lives. Praise the Lord. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. The Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The Bible is clearly telling us what the word is. Praise the Lord. That is Jesus Christ himself. So when you speak this word of God, you are speaking Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who takes away men's sins into the lives of people. That's the confidence that we must have. That I am not sharing theories that I have had. But I am sharing what I have inside me. What has changed my life. That is what I am going to share with these people. This year will be a year in which we shall strive to see that we are sharing this bread of heaven. Praise the Lord. I am the bread of heaven. We must break it to people this year. Praise the Lord. And as we break, God will empower that peace. Remember, he multiplied a small piece of bread to feed many people. He's able to energize it into the lives of those people that we share with. If we go to Acts chapter 2. Not read the whole passage from 20, 22 to 36. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth, 
was a man accredited by God to you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did among you through, through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of the wicked man, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was, it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said about him, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand, and I will not be shaken. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead. That's verse 27. 29. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriot David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on earth that he would place one of his descendants on his throne. Now, I'm not going to read the whole passage, but in a nutshell, if you read that portion of the Bible, all that Peter was trying to introduce to people was Jesus Christ. Making him so well, not, so well understood. He wasn't speaking any other thing. He wasn't sharing his own mind. He was just introducing Jesus to these people. A simple task. This man Peter had not gone to a theological college. He just spoke what he had seen, what he had experienced of Jesus Christ in a very simple way to these people. And we begin to see at the end, people are feeling convicted. They are arrested by the word of God. They come to give their lives to Jesus. Praise the Lord. Somebody among us has been wondering, how do I present the gospel to people? What do I say? Do I have to cram the whole Bible for me to be effective? But the, what the simple message we are saying, such as you have, share. Praise the Lord. Peter said, such as I have, I will give to you. St. Peter is sharing in a very simple way with the people who are around him. And the word is effective. It is not you who saves. It is that word that you share. So let it work. Your role is simple. Just share the word. That's why Timothy says, preach the word. doesn't say, do many things about the word. He says, preach the word. Not about yourself, but the word. Let it have its own. Let us not render the power of the word useless by our own gimmicks. No. Let the word, the power in the word, do its own work. In Acts 2, 36 it's about creating a relationship with God. So we want men to create a relationship with God. In so doing, their lives will be transformed. Why the word? John fifteen three. 
the word will cleanse us from our sins. Praise the Lord. John 15.3, the word will cleanse us from our sins. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. That man whose sin, whose lifestyle you don't like, you feel something must happen. It's not you sitting with him and chatting long hours. Allow him to experience the word of God. Allow the word of God to interact with him. And that life will be changed. Psalms 19.7 Psalms 19.7 The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. In some, some versions it says, it converts the souls, the word of God. So the product that we are presenting to the world has got the effect of actually converting men. Not us, not our style. But the product that we give, independent of us, will change the lives of people. John 17, 17. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. Praise the Lord. The lives of men who are unregenerated cannot be transformed by philosophies of men. It is the word of God that will create that transformation. Praise the Lord. It is the word of God. It is the word of God. That's why I was using the illustration of our brethren who are working in the area of cells. If you have your product, you have internalized it. It is effective to reach out to the other people. But if it is divorced from you, you remember in the book of Acts, some men went to say, we are talking about the Jesus that Paul talks about. Not what they, they are talking about, but what Paul of course, the discipline they received was not something that you would wish to undergo. They were beaten up. They had no other solution because they were talking about something they had heard people talk about without having internalized it in their lives. So it was not part of them. No wonder we have problems in evangelizing. It's until the word of God dwells in us richly, then even your handshake will have effect. Even your smile will have effect. The good morning you tell somebody in the, in, in the, in the, in the office will leave that person having question marks. Praise the Lord. A brother was sharing with us and he was saying, a colleague in the office who never wanted to listen to him because he used to speak the word of God to him, 
at the time he was facing a challenge, an interview, he remembered there's a man I usually talk to. <laughs> I want you to drive me to that place. Praise the Lord. The fact that they're running away from you and despising, it doesn't mean that the word that you've shared with them has no effect. It leaves an indelible mark in their lives. Praise the Lord. The man came back to be driven, to be shuffled by this brother who had the pleasure to take him and he got the job. Praise the Lord. So it is good to sit close to men of God. And if you soak yourself with the word of God, people will be blessed sitting close to you. Because the word of God has got the capacity just to move without you saying anything. Just a simple smile. I'm not very good at smiling, but I'm a very loving person. Some people look at my eyes and they say, you are always serious. Yeah, I'm serious with love for you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let me leak the story of my family a bit. My wife used to see me sitting quiet. And she was bothered. I used to wonder why is she bothered. Then now we went to a seminar and people said, a woman just wants you to say something good to them. And I was wondering, all this time I'm quiet, I'm thinking about this lady and she doesn't. <laughs> so sisters, when you see um, your husband quiet, actually he's just saying, thank you Lord for this wife. Praise the Lord. They have got a quiet way of communicating their love and their appreciation. Don't be bothered. Just pat them on the shoulder and know that, hallelujah, there are prayers going on. Praise the Lord. It happens also in our Christian faith. If you have soaked yourself with the word of God adequately, it doesn't take long for people to begin to want to know what exactly is going on in your life. They bring themselves to you. You don't have to go standing on the corner of the street. They come. Because there's something inside. I want to, remind, to share with you something. Sometime back, brethren were praying and praying for souls somewhere. And there were some ladies who had never bothered to go to church at all. You know, an unbeliever would rather first come to a Friday service first or in our place, a Sunday service, because that one it doesn't look so odd, anybody can come in, than coming for a proper Christian meeting, which midweek or something like that. It usually takes the grace of God. Now, if it comes to overnight, something is happening. Praise the Lord. Unless he was a drunkard who's scared to walk outside and he says, let me go where the people of God are. But these are people who are sober and then they walk in the church. Those of us who knew them were surprised. We were looking, ah, what's happening? Then the lady stands up and says, last night I was sleeping and in a dream somebody told me, go to that church. Praise the Lord. Because something is inside the people in that church. So what I'm challenging us this morning is, 
let us begin to draw on to the presence of God in our lives. The word of God to abide in us mightily. Then some of the things we are struggling with will not be issues. Because this word will just permeate into the lives of people around us. Praise the Lord. Romans 10, 17. Only the word can bring forth faith. So, the reason why we have got to really have the word of God is that for conviction to take place in the lives of somebody, there has to be an element of faith being lifted. The person must believe in what is being said. And that faith comes by hearing the word. Not hearing our sweet talk, but hearing the word of God. Praise the Lord. So it is important for us to look at that and appreciate that fact. Church, I'm saying that you will need, as we go on, to soak yourself in the word of God in this year. For evangelism to be effective. Praise the Lord. That word will heal us. Another point that I want us to look at is the Holy Spirit. The role of the Holy Spirit. Many of us have given our lives to God. But the yielding element, in a, the, the element to yield to the leading of the Holy Ghost has been a struggle. We want just to move on with half what is supposed to be our portion. We don't want to receive Him fully. And I want to say that the Word is the seed. But for that seed, the life within the seed to come out, it requires the quickening of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. God spoke the Word. The Holy Spirit, remember the Bible is very clear. In the beginning, the earth was void without form. The Spirit was hovering over it. But when the word was spoken, it found the good soil. The energizing power to give life to what God had spoken. So the word that we are going to share with people will have effect if we allow the Holy Ghost to play a major role in expounding it. Don't struggle with your own knowledge, head knowledge. Sometimes we want to prove to the non-believer how much Bible we know. It's of no use. It's of no use. Allow the Holy Ghost to take over. So you need to acquaint yourself with Him. Praise the Lord. You need to have a deeper relationship with Him. And He's going to effectively reach out to those souls in the way that you so desire. Only Him can enlighten man to the secrets of God. There was a boy in school. You know the story about Bartimaeus? We have all heard about it in the Sunday school. And we would try to imagine, visualize what was going on. So it becomes so normal for us to hear about Bartimaeus sitting and begging and shouting. Then somebody comes on the pulpit, speaks the same, same scripture, and this man is shedding tears, crying, 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 and people are wondering what's happening. The same simple scripture. It's because the Holy Spirit was there. 
he was using that word and energizing it. Causing it to have effect in the life of that person. It's not you. It's him working through. Praise the Lord. He reveals the truth concerning sin, judgment, and righteousness. Let's turn to Ephesians 2, chapter 2. So in John 16, 13, the Holy Spirit convicts. In Ephesians 2, we look at the regeneration power of the Holy Ghost. Changing us. Changing the sinner. Verse 1. As for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins. Verse 5. Made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ. Verse 10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Praise the Lord. Why am I sharing this with us? It is because this work is the work of the Holy Ghost. We were dead. That's one thing we must realize. The same way they are dead. He brought us. He quickened us. It is not us who are going to quicken them. It's the Holy Ghost who is going to quicken them. Praise the Lord. Go with this knowledge, with this understanding, and you will see God work in the lives of people. It is not us strategizing. It's just simply presenting ourselves. And God will transform the lives of those that we are interacting with. Only Him can transform a man's life. Romans chapter 10, we share about our role, you and me. Just before we go to that, in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south to the road, the desert road, that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all treasury of Kandaki, which means queen of Ethiopia. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship. Praise the Lord. Last night while we were praying, pastor reminded us, the field... It's right. It's close to us. But some of us are slow to respond. Why? Because God must come to shake us at night and tell us it's time to preach. It's not always that way. You have already been given a commission. I have been given given that commission. And the Bible says, preach the word. So ours is just to share the gospel. 
But before we continue, the reason why I read Acts 8.26 is for us to understand one thing. You cannot sit back and expect God to move. Because there is a role for you to play as a human being. God is not going to take that role from us. The preaching of the gospel is for human beings. Even the angels desired to have that role. But they were told, no, this is for another time to come. And that time is now for you and me. That's why the angel here, the angel would have gone straight to the Ethiopian eunuch and told him, this is the meaning of what you are reading. But because that is not their call, he had to go to Philip and say, you go and tell him. Praise the Lord. Don't wait for somebody else. It is you that God is relying upon for this to be effected. Now, let us see in Romans 10, what the Bible says about the world out there. Ten verse fourteen. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Now let us reverse those verses. Let us go reverse. The verses. The first aspect is being sent. How can anyone preach unless they are sent? In Matthew 28, we were being told, Go ye. Praise the Lord. So that was the sending aspect. Then if you go, uh, verse, verse 14, what does verse 14 There are various steps there. The last part of verse 14 is, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? It is because when you are sent, you will preach. And then the other part is, and how can they believe in one of, of whom they have not heard? I'm going the reverse, please. Don't look for a, another scripture. It's just the same scripture. I'm re retracing my steps backwards. So the sand comes in, in Matthew 28. The preaching comes in. Praise the Lord. Then they hear the word. The word convicts them. They are saved. So there must be a movement, a motion, uh, uh, some element of you moving towards that road. Praise the Lord. Who is supposed to be preaching this word to people? If you look at Peter and company, there were people who were referred to as unlearned, unlearned people. In those days, people referred to them as unlearned. They did not know much. They did not draw any respect from the society in terms of education. But the simple word they had, they shared it with men, and men got saved. Praise the Lord. We have another group, Timothy, Paul and Timothy. They appear to have been educated people. They also shared the word of God. And people got saved. Then we have got in John, I think chapter 4, the Samaritan woman, a reject in the world. Somebody people did not want to interact with. Again, 
this lady goes out to speak to the Samaritans. And they come and say, we have not believed just because of what you told us, but now we have experienced it. Praise the Lord. Nobody in this world has an excuse not to speak the word of God to another person. We have no excuse whatsoever. Not the excuse of education, not the excuse of our social, our past social life. When God has touched us, He has touched us. That which He has imparted into our lives is enough to be shared with the other people. Freely have you received, freely you must give. Praise the Lord. That is the way that we are going to move in this year. With a full understanding that God has commissioned us with a purpose in our lives that we need to meet. That is what God will be expecting from us. Finally, we look at the role of prayer in all this. Now, it is important for us to realize that if you have a very strong rock somewhere, I come from places where rivers flow freely, they are not organized. You know, in some countries, they build channels for water to flow. In my country, and especially where I come from, we respect nature. We don't interfere with it. We let things run naturally. Praise the Lord. So the rivers just flow. One thing I have noticed, where the water drops on a rock, you can know, even if it is just a single drop that keeps dropping there, you will always find some depression. Anybody who has ever witnessed this? These people were born in towns. <laughs> It is a rock, and this is water. You keep dripping it there, it eventually, after a long time, it will leave a mark there. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter how hard the people you are ministering to are. Let the water, the word of God, continue dripping in their lives. Eventually, somebody is going to give in. Somebody is going to be broken from their ways of life, and they will come to Christ for their salvation. Let us not be discouraged. Because what happens. When I was still young. We would say this weekend we are going for. Outreach. And we go there. The first time we have got 20 people coming to the Lord. The next one maybe 15. The, the, another time we go there and nobody is paying attention to us. We speak, we speak and then we come. We feel so low. What happened? What happened? Nobody got saved. We begin to blame ourselves. We have said, salvation is leave it to God. Our role is to preach. Let God do His part. Praise the Lord. And one thing I came to realize, that that word you, you speak becomes a seed in that life. Somebody else is going to come. Is going to weed. Another one is going to come and is going to water. But finally, there will be the product. And on that day, all of you will share in that product. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter what role you have played. So sometimes, don't be discouraged. That person you are speaking to may chase you, may call you names. But the truth of the matter is, the word is effective. It will never go void. It will leave a mark in the life of that soul. And one day it will give some produce in their lives. Praise the Lord. So I want us to know that the, 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 
the, the, the farm is open before us. And the challenge that we are having this year is that we must go out and speak about the word of God. And we are presenting Jesus Christ crucified, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God who takes away our sins. That is what we are presenting to the world. Praise the Lord. The rest, it is Him to do it. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But ye shall receive power, after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the world, the earth. Praise the Lord. So the evangelism will have to start somewhere, but the thing is we need to seek God to empower us for that role that we are going to play. And when the power of God comes upon us, he will lead us into the areas that we need to go. Remember he said, I'll be with you always. Praise the Lord. No matter how difficult it is, no matter how challenging the area is, the Jerusalem will always be there. A Judea will always be there. A Samaria will always be there. And if you remember Samaria, when Christ was going in the countryside of Samaria, the Bible says he went to the well. There was a woman there who kept saying, you know you are a Jew. And I am a Samaritan. Building walls, barriers between Christ and, and herself. That you cannot reach me because I am this and you are that. That we see it in our daily lives. You are a Christian. I am this. So I am not going to listen to you. Those barriers did not start with you. They started with Jesus Christ. But read the story of the Samaritan woman. Jesus Christ was so careful on how he went about it. We can just finish with that. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew, I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Did Jesus answer that question? Let's see how he responded. Verse 10. If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Christ did not go on struggling with this woman to tell her why he's a Jew and he loves her and he, he can heal her. He can, no. He went to address the question of sin. Praise the Lord. The problem with the world is seen in them. They will coil around and say, how? That church, I see people doing this, doing this, doing this. They are just hiding behind that. The problem is the sin question in them. Address that sin question and God will break their hearts. Praise the Lord. Present Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He that taketh away the, the sins of the world. And let him deal with the sin question in their lives. And they will be saved. So you see, as we go down, finally, verse 13. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. Church, you have got the, eternal, the water of life. And if you share it with men, in the sincerity of the word, it will have the effect God intended it to have. 
The word of God can never go and return to God void. No matter how simply it is presented, no matter how sophisticated it is presented, all that is required of us is sincerity of our heart. That we are doing, we are about the business of our Father. We are about presenting our Father to the world. And Him, He will begin to deal with the issues, the questions that will come thereafter. Praise the Lord. And as we stand up, Pastor will be concluding for us. I want you to be challenged in your life. This year, what have you purposed in terms of sharing the word of God? What have you decided as an individual? The kingdom of God is like a, 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 an expensive pearl. When somebody went to find it, he went to sell everything else. And he hid it first. It is that valuable. I want you to hide this and present it only to worthy people. People who are ready to receive it. Praise the Lord. Let's stand up, please. Even as we stand and prepare to close this time of praise and worship and listening to the Word of God, let's just take a moment to, to think back over what you have heard over the last 40-45 minutes. What has God spoken to you? Just think for a minute. I mean, you couldn't have been blank for 45 minutes. You've heard something. You've heard God speaking to you. What has God said? And therefore, are you prepared to listen and obey the voice of the Lord? Let me just read from Luke chapter 19, verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. That was the mandate given to Christ. He was to come and seek. What's the mandate that you and I have been given? You see, Jesus came. He taught you and me. He trained you and me, and then he gave us a mandate, and that mandate is go. He came that you and I may go. Now, are we prepared to listen to him? Are we prepared to obey this command that he has given us? What message are you conveying? To the hungry world out there. What message are you conveying to those around you? Just talk to God. The word is a very simple word. It's only two letters. Go. Don't confuse it with stay. The word is go. Now are you telling people out there. That there is hope in Jesus Christ. Or are you telling them that your life is just as hopeless as theirs? God has given us the mandate. Go. 
God has given us the message. And that is Jesus is the way. God has given us the method. Preach and teach. Talk to God. God has not left you with confusion. God has not put us in a position where we don't know what to do next. The instruction is very simple. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that right at the beginning of this year, Lord Father, you have reinforced your mandate to us, Lord Father. Father God, there is no mincing of your words, Lord Father. There is no confusion in what you have told us, Lord Father. But Father God, I ask, Lord, we pray, every one of us, Lord, that we will have that heart to be obedient to you, Lord. Not to confuse the word go with anything else. But to be obedient to you. To go, to teach, to preach. To bring hope to a hopeless world. To bring hope to somebody who is searching for the truth. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that in many ways over the last month you have been telling us that there is a world that is hungry. That is a world that is ready to be harvested. And you are seeking out laborers. Father God, send us out today. Send us out as your laborers into the field. Father, we thank you that you've given us this word once again, Lord. We thank you for your servant whom you have used, through whom you brought your word, Lord Father. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to anoint him and bless him and his family, Lord. That they shall continue to serve you in a way that you want them to serve you, Lord Father. Father, be with every one of us. And as we go out, out of this sanctuary, Lord Father, may that word go ring in our minds, Lord Father. May we remember, Lord, that you have given us a command and may we act on that, Lord Father. Thank you, Father, for being with us. Thank you, Father, for speaking to us. Thank you, Lord Father, for the days ahead where you are going to be there with us as we go out. We give all praise, honor, and glory to you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.